Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Legend. Legendary song, too. Little John Lee Hooker for you here on your Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching and or listening on the ESPN Montana app. What is in a tattoo? So I hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July. I had a great 4th of July. The best part, and uh, if it was my kid, I would totally exploit this child by posting pictures of them on the internet. But it's not my kid. It's my nephew. But his face... The younger one, the two-and-a-half-year-old, when he light off the fireworks, is as good as it gets. So funny. He's not scared at all. He's just like, wow, look at this. This is so awesome. But the other thing I learned on 4th of July is there's this app. Of course there is. There's an app for everything now that shows you, if you put a, your face on it, what you're going to look like as you age. Okay. Or at least allegedly what you're going to look like when you when you age. And uh, so we put it all the way to the old setting for everybody. And God, I look great. Well, of course, you're a guy. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Yes. You guys get better. Really? Yeah. So men in their 70s are the best. Yeah. Isn't your boyfriend Rip Torn or whatever, like 40? <laughs> um, you mean Rip from Yellowstone? Yeah. He's for, he's my age. He's 47. Wow. You just told everybody how old well, you are. Well, I'm were. actually 46. Oh, my God. It's okay. Now y'all know. Who cares? I know, that's what I think. I've always thought that. Ever since I was a little kid, my mom's like, it's rude to task women their age. I'm like, why? That's how old they are. No, I'm fine with it. <laughs> In fact, I was talking about this with my friends last week about how I peaked at 27 or No 26. way, dude. You guys are all peaking. But, uh, but women in their 40s now are so hot. That's what I'm saying. Like Women I, have always been beautiful of all ages, but women now are hot for a long time, all the way into like their 60s. Now. I know. I was actually also thinking about this the other day because I'm wondering when I'm going to have to like just give in and realize I'm a fat old lady, you well, know? you're not close to that, so. Well, you know, because like J-Lo and Jennifer Aston, I have hair, yeah, <laughs> um, are like in their 50s and they, and Sandra Bullock and they look amazing, you know? So, I mean, yeah, Jennifer Lopez looks the same. Right. It's she not looks better. the same. She looks better than when she was a fly girl, I'll tell you that. For sure. Well, one part that's so interesting too, we see this with professional athletes. Chicka does know sports, by the way. Our good friend Carolyn joining us here on a Thursday. Sort of a moving target right now because we have so many short weeks here during this uh, height of summer. 
But we will be, uh, we've been off for two days today. Rajim Seabrook will be rolling through tomorrow. We'll be back at it Monday through Wednesday next week. So we'll probably have a little chick who doesn't know sports action maybe Tuesday. That's probably best. Okay. And uh, then uh, then we'll be back on the regular schedule, uh, regularly scheduled programs. We see this with athletes, though, too. Like Ray Allen talked about this. He was like, all right. I know that my speed and jumping is probably going to hit a peak when I'm like 27 or 28, but my cardio, my endurance can keep getting better. That's true, yeah. And if I just keep eating healthy and keep not drinking and all these things, I know my physical fitness can be at its height at the end of my career. So that's what his whole strategy was. Okay, if I can't jump high anymore, I'm just going to run around you until you get tired. That's why Steph Curry has an opportunity to have such a long career because he doesn't need to jump. He just runs all over the he place. He just runs, and yeah. Can catch Maybe him. he'll become a track star, too. See, I always thought Steph Curry would be a phenomenal bas- or a soccer. soccer player. Yeah, he little, my little buddy. Yeah, he He's is. He's got a little soccer player body. He'd be a huge soccer player, though. <laughs> so you brought up Fourth of July, and I need to mention that I went to a barbecue at my friend Martin and Val's house in Georgetown Lake. Cool. And they introduced me to their friend. And his first thing he says about his friend is he's a Grizz player Mm -hmm. or he was a Grizz player. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I asked him what years. And he said he was on 92 to 96 or something. So he was there for the championship. So then I said, oh, what's your name? And he told me Mike Kowalski. Yeah. Yeah. And I I said, um, I bet you if I texted your name to Coulter at, uh, from Nuanas now, he will know who you are. And he's like, there's no way. That was so long ago. I said, watch. So what do I do? I text you and you knew who he was. I believe what position he played and where he was from. Yeah. And so roll. Uh, everyone's minds were blown. Really? Except mine, because I knew that you would know this. Huh. I said, he is just an encyclopedia. I just can't believe that more people don't know that. So then he said, you know, I played with Dave Dickinson. And, and uh, to be fair, it's not as if I have every, there's a hundred guys on every Grizz team. It's not as if I have every other one memorized. Like, Mike Kowalski is a good player, and he also is from Cut Bank, which when you're when you're like from one of those small towns, like Cut Bank loves football and they love the Grizz, but there has only been a couple Cut Bank guys. Like it's Mike Kowalski and Jeff Larson. That's it. It's still so impressive you, you that you the, know this. You know the Cut Bank guys, and also Mike's dad coached as yes. well. So there, yeah. that part was like right. There was nobody else that was a kid of a coach on it the team. It was just you still know? funny yeah. that okay. you knew, and I was I was like, this is Coulter. He just has like I could probably text. I still could probably, which I often do. When I'm in a social situation, I don't know something about sports. I ask, I text you, oh, yeah. and ask you, yeah, and you will answer it for I me. I know you just wonder what I could have done if I would have actually read and studied real things. If there is ever sports jeopardy, you should go on it. Oh, I they stopped doing sports trivia down at a local bar here in town because we won 17 times in a row. <laughs> you were banned. I have almost a thousand dollars of the gift cards to a a bar downtown that shall not be named. I think I know. We keep it. We keep saying we're gonna like have a party down there, and then we just never do. Let's I don't do know it. why. It's, it's always been like, when's football or when's COVID gonna be over? And the answer is never. So we should well, just no, have a party. So <laughs> let's just go have a party. All right. Anyway, so that was um, that. I just thought that was a fun little anecdote from my weekend. Also, speaking of fireworks, my twelve-year-old is a full-fledged pyro. That's not surprising. He at all. really discovered Aren't fireworks. All gingers, pyros, isn't that? I like, mean, isn't that go hand in hand? Our neighbors up there. Sorry, I didn't mean to call Nick a ginger, it's but okay. he is a ginger. Yeah. <laughs> he was out. We we our neighbors across the street had a bunch of nieces and nephews over, and they were all lighting fireworks, having a blast. And he comes in 
two hours later, just filthy, dirty, covered in dirt and mud. He's like, that was the best night of my life. Oh, my gosh. He was so happy. Hilarious. It was pretty cute. So that was my fourth. Um, but there's something really more important that we need to address today. And okay. um, that would be Aaron Rodgers' new tattoo. Okay. Have you seen it? You know what's hilarious? It's not, not often do we have a lot of crossover with the Nash, National Sports Talk Radio, which both, uh, aside from the chick who doesn't know sports and the chick who doesn't know sports, mm-hmm. I love that about this show. We try our best to not be like the national guys. This is exactly what they were talking about. We were recording this at about 10.30 on Thursday morning. This is exactly what they were talking about on National ESPN Radio. Right well, great. Pulled in. Grand. Tell, show me it again. It is Illuminati. It has That's Illuminati. Really what it is? No, I don't know, but I mean, I, really I'll post it. really is what it is. Oh my gosh. I'll post it on our Instagram Holy at chick who doesn't know sports and I'll tag Coulter. Um, but that is some Illuminati oh my gosh. stuff. Well, I don't know why you do this to me. You bring these things in here and then you just ruin my life because <laughs> this is, this is how I work. If I see something like this, now I am going to spend every spare moment I have today reading about this. This is going to consume six well, hours of he my hasn't life. addressed what it means. He said it's deep and meaningful. Um, and there's a story in connection to each element of his tattoo, which he calls an art piece. Um, he is also, as you might remember, I spoke about this last week, dating a witch. So there could be some something. But this looks like Illuminati stuff. Man, she talked him into that. Yeah, for sure. She's like, what we need is a tiger on one side and a lion on the other. And they're just roaring at each other. <laughs> and that is symbolic of the Packers versus Chicago. I'm just kidding. I sometimes wonder if, well, this is actually funny. I shouldn't say this, too. That's sort of egotistical. I I often wonder... I, I think Aaron Rodgers is the rare person that plays professional sports that just does it because he knows he's good at it and doesn't have that great of a passion for it. I think he really loves winning because I think he's so arrogant that he loves affirmation that he's the best. But he doesn't love football. You think? I don't think he's grinding 364 days a year like Russell Wilson. That part about Russell Wilson makes me sick, but it still is, it just is what it is. Like LeBron James has prodigious talent, unbelievable gifts that he was given, and he also is like obsessed with basketball and he's a, he loves the game and he's like a basketball savant. I also, I just, I, I guess what I'm getting at is that I think that Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, because he is so arrogant and he's so unlikable, I really think he is one of the most gifted people in the in America, and I really think that he is so smart that he could totally do something else as well. And football is just kind of like his hobby that he's going to make money at. I can't wait to see what Aaron Rodgers does in his life after football. I don't know if we're going to actually enjoy it or not, but I think he really is a really smart person. But I also wonder if he just falls into. Uh, this. Yeah, I think he's going to be um, like a cult leader of some sort. Oh my gosh. With, you know, like a role. Well, isn't he already? He's the quarterback of the Green Bay true, Packers. True, that. <laughs> Just ask Becky. Um, speaking of Green Bay. She's mad at us, by why? the way. Because we made fun of her for being upset on Mondays when the Packers lose. Oh, well. I'm sorry the Packers always lose. I mean, I it's love, not my I just fault. I love that we have a number one fan who also happens to be the person that signs the paychecks. That's a great thing. <laughs> well, speaking of the Packers, Brett Favre 
Yeah, yeah. He is. We just watched something about Mary this weekend. And do you remember the end when he's like, what about Brett Favre? Kind of remember it. I usually never really get past the the beginning part. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually watched something about Mary from the beginning to end. Funny. We've only ever watched the first half of the show. Really? Oh, yeah. They're ready for that. Yeah, they're 12 and 15. Dan and I were laughing, crying so hard. The boys were laughing. Yeah, I think so. As long as you can accept inappropriateness. If yeah, you're going to okay, be PC, so is, you're this, not going to want to watch this it. This is so funny. I was getting made fun of at our 4th of July barbecue for being the guy who doesn't like comedies because I really don't really like comedy movies. New ones. Mm-hmm. But then they started rattling off like old classics. And I was like, yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. And then they were like, Step Brothers and The Hangover and all this other stuff. I was like, stupid, 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 really? stupid. Step I mean, bro- oh my God. It's, okay, it's okay. But like... Something about Mary and Heavyweights and those old Ben yes. Stiller movies. And then, like, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison yes. are hilarious. Like, those movies are so funny. Something about Mary, it came out, I remember, the summer I graduated college. And my best friend and I went to see it in the movie theater. And we laughed so hard. We went the next night. And we had missed so much the first time we saw it because the laughter was so loud in the theater that we missed, like, so many of the jokes that the second time we saw it, we caught more and more. I mean, that movie is so funny. But so there's a nice cameo from Brett Favre in that movie. And uh, he is talking about joining uh, Big Network to analyze NFL games. Hey, this is kind of the new trend. He There's a lot of said the deal would have this. to be right. Yeah. Um, he did say people have to put up with his country bumpkin accent. For sure. I would say maybe get a coach if I were him to just sort of like learn how to speak. Maybe. I think that like the, <laughs> the authenticity of it is what's going to make it appealing. You also wonder about his, he's had some pretty bad concussions. Well, that's what my next question was like, is he really the person for the job? Well, you know, unfortunately, like being super unbelievably transcendent as an analyst is so far down the list. It's who you are rather than what you say almost across the board. Do you think he's going to give up drinking Bush Light and hunting in Wisconsin for no, this? Okay. Definitely not. So it's probably not going to happen. I just, this is the, what, what I think is, uh, Interesting from a future of TV perspective is that there's a there's a finite amount of seats on a given analyst show. You know, mm-hmm. there's only a couple networks that have NFL rights. You know, CBS, NBC's got Sunday Night Football, ESPN's got Monday Night Football, and so you have your pregame studio show, then you have your team that calls the game, then you have your halftime crew, and then you have your postgame. A lot of times, the pre, mid, and post are the same guys, and then the crew and the games the same guys. There's only a finite amount of seats for that, right? right. Like Terry Bradshaw's been on CBS for forever. Phil Simms has been on CBS forever. Like Those guys are not really moving on. They've been there for decades. What's going to be so interesting, though, is now this opportunity, like what the Manning brothers did last year, where they're yes. not in the studio, they're just doing these fun shows. Then there's also the opportunity for streaming. Right. Like if Brett Favre can't land a gig with one of the big networks, why doesn't Brett Favre just do something in his hunting cabin from Wisconsin where he doesn't have to fix his accent, he doesn't have to stop drinking Bush Light. He doesn't, he doesn't his, have to put on a suit. He can just drink Bush Light on the thing. Oh, my God. And just analyze it. What if he joined us on The Chick wow. Who Doesn't Know Sports? This is a formal invite. We, I mean, the thing is... Brett Favre's only one call away. Let's do it. Brett Favre's called Coach Marty when we've been playing golf before. Brett, I know you're listening. Marty, I know you're listening. Call us. <laughs> we got a deal. You, I mean, we've got $1,000 in gift cards to a bar that shall not be named with your name on it. Yeah, uh, that would be, that'd be pretty okay. fun. Okay, well, I will, uh, guys, 
you know, why don't you guys talk to Brett, see what we can work out? I think Becky would like it. I think Becky would give us a raise. Oh, buddy. She might just retire. She, she, might, just give us the, she might just give us the stations. <laughs> if we get Brett Favre That'd in here. That'd be a deadline deal. Brett Favre from his little broadcasting <laughs> company, straight up. I think she'd do it. If I it think was she a, would, too. It was a guaranteed deal. Chicken um, doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio. It's new on now. Thanks for hanging out with us during the 5 o'clock hour here on your Thursday. You can also always stream, watch on SWX Montana Television or on the ESPN Montana app. The kids tell me that the Instagram's the place to be, and uh, we've just been blowing up the Instas. You really have. I'm sort of shocked well, at how much have, you've been on. It's because I have somebody doing it for me. Oh, you really think I would be able no. to do that? No. <laughs> you, have a, you have a youth doing your Instagram? I do. That's I good. I do. Yeah. Shout out to Pix. Gotta love Pixie for helping us out. Uh, well, you know, I have an Instagram at Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. That's what I was getting to. So let's blow it up. Chick let's get me verified. Sports. I want that blue check, people. Many followers as possible. All right. Uh, what else is cooking? Well... My favorite time of the year, it's Wimbledon. Yeah. Cheerio. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I happened to be taking my a Peloton uh, walk on the treadmill, and I chose the Wimbledon walk because it just played all this British, like, you know, British bands and stuff were really cute. Wait, so you can walk on the Peloton? Well, they have a Peloton tread. And Do you have can, both? No, I don't have either. I have oh. neither. I have a spin bike, and then I have a treadmill at Planet Fitness. That I use for $10 a month. And you just put on a... So I put on a Wimbledon walk. So they play music and they talk to you and then they'll say like, go up and incline, you know, up in speed. And they do, it's a whole thing. And they talk to you about what? Tennis? Well, in this one, he played, no, in this particular one, he played some music from England and then um, talked about how he liked Wimbledon. And then he talks about, he tells you how to, what speed you need to be at and it's guided runs and walks. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing this Wimbledon walk and I'm looking at the TV and Wimbledon's on. It was glorious. And the game, the match that was on was the uh, Nadal, Nadal versus Fritz. Nadal. Rafael yeah. Nadal, yeah. Did you hear about this one? I didn't. No, I know Serena Williams lost in the first round yeah. and that was somewhat heartbreaking. Okay, this was five sets. Listen to the scores. Okay. So Nadal won. Um, Nadal. Nadal. That's what I'm saying. You say Nadal. Whatever. Nadal. Rafael Nadal. Six three. Okay. Five seven. Yep. Six three. Yep. Five seven. Wow. Six seven. Wow. Ten four in the tiebreaker. Whoa. I mean. And he won though. Rafa, Nad- Rafa won. Nadal won. Nadal yes. <laughs> and he, um, I mean, that's got to take some stamina. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's one of the highlights. For both of them. Oh, for sure. That was intense. And then, I mean, they were both, neither of them were giving up. Like, it was just at that point, whoever maybe made a mistake. You know, like, that was just, I don't know. I'm wondering how long that match was and how drunk the people were in the stands. Mm. Because that's got to be at least three to four hours. I wonder what drinks cost at Wimbledon. This is like one of my new favorite pastimes. Oh, about 30 pounds. Is that good? <laughs> I just love seeing what it costs for sporting events. Like some sporting yeah. events are so ridiculous. So while you're looking that up, another story out of Wimbledon was um, Joe. I can never pronounce his last name. Djokovic. Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. He, people were looking at him as he took a white water bottle and was inhaling a su- something from it. There was no water in it. He well, took it maybe. and he squeezed it and it was like, you know, like an asthma. See, 
this is this is where my cynical mind goes. I have long see. There's there's always been the steroid conversation in pro sports, but specifically, I've been watching these WWF documentaries, mm-hmm. the biographies on A and E. They're so good. But those guys were like the first guys that were roiding, and yeah. then and then there was like the Olympians in the late '80s, and then there was the baseball scandals. I just think it's so funny that the press has only gone after like the the steroid juicers because there are so many that types of performance enhancing drugs most of which aren't making your muscles into balloons right i just always wonder why there's never been questions about like professional tennis players being on epo do you know what epo is no. it's blood doping so it makes it oh you yeah like what oxygen. cyclists are on right yeah. the cyclist guys get killed for this but why wouldn't every athlete that needs endurance like if you're if I'm a pro soccer player i'm not taking hgh or steroids well they're I'm all being EPO. tested wouldn't you say well, so here's the thing. This is my cynical mind again, but I think that most of the drugs are far ahead of most of the tests. Got it. And I also think that most of the organizations, they find scapegoats to make sure fail the drug test so people think the drug tests are being administered, but they know it's the best thing for the sport. Like, Right, right, right. It's pretty likely to me that most NFL players are on the, the highest level of substance you can be on. I don't know even, how you can't Even be. the wholesome Tom Brady? Well, no, he doesn't need to be. He just needs to spin the stupid little ball. I'm talking about the guys that are bulging muscles 20 weeks into the season. Okay, well, they're saying it's probably an isotonic isotonic pre-workout. Sure, okay. Powder. that's That's what I'm drinking here. And they're saying that... It's pretty popular as a pre-workout, but yeah. mid-match, probably not going to do anything. So that's the other thing. that See, this is the other thing. When people argue about eras, especially in baseball, they're saying, well, these guys have this, these guys have this. Okay, so let's say all pro sports is clean. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't take steroids. Still, though, you can take so many legal things that are still so, so superior to what anybody was ever drinking or eating right. in 1957 or whatever. Like Mickey Mantle's drinking scotch. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the 50s baseball players were smoking in the dugout. Right. Whereas, like, this drink I'm drinking right now as I get ready for my workout, essential aminos. Like, this is all amino energies and electrolytes and stuff, and, like, this gives you superior performance. We need to get a sponsorship for this. No kidding. But it, it is interesting because, like, these tennis players, even little things like that have a yeah. give you a big advantage. Yeah. But it, it's smart. It's not as if it's cheating. Like, why wouldn't you drink a drink sure. that's very healthy for you that gives you good endurance It's just and like um, eating sweet potatoes instead of tortilla chips. It's like guacamole. <laughs> it just makes sense for you, an, you a high-level athlete. You can't get over it. So um, there is no prices for Wimbledon eats and drinks on the website, which leaves me to believe that it's probably way more expensive than we could ever afford. Someday I'll go to Wimbledon really? and watch it. I would love to. Um, Aren't you going to melt? Yeah, I would still love to go. I Aren't think you? that would be really neat. What's I mean, the best part about going when compared to just watching it on TV? Just being there. Yeah. Just because, like the PGA, like the golf stuff, you get to see the courses and the courses are so awful. they're so beautiful. Though, that sounds right? awful. You would love Augusta National. You would the flowers, the azaleas. I'm not into golf. I'm not going to go stand and watch golf. I'm too loud. Like that's not going to work. But tennis, <laughs> too loud. Tennis, I would love to what go about to the any waste management opening. Heard of this? Yeah. See, you'd like you fit in there. You could be as loud as you want. Party. That's true. My friends all from college go to that and they rage and they're my age. I'm like, God, how how do you do that? (laughs) Okay. Moving on. The um, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. What a guy. Says that by 2024, they're replacing umps with an automated strike zone. That's real. Yeah. He said it's taking arguments over subjective calls out of the game. It would speed up games and um, 
you know, maybe make things better. For, personally, I love the arguments. For sure. And That's it's also fun. just part of the game. The thing is, the umpires are like 99.7% accurate. And the point zero three that they're inaccurate is what makes exactly the game. Yeah. I think it's a mistake. I guess they're doing it in some minor league baseball cities, and it works. But I, I want to hear strike. <laughs> <laughs> so to follow up on this, uh, beers at Wimbledon are only five... 580 euros, 5.8 euros. That's that's $5.69. That's not bad. That's so cheap. Yeah. For a pro sporting event. Yeah. It's cheaper than some bars in town. I'll tell (laughs) you what. I mean, like, beers are $5 at bars in in Montana now. Yeah. That's about common. What's a glass of wine? What's a Mm, rose? Okay, let's uh, eight. eight. That's standard. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, cheap. I wonder what prices. their wine pours are like over at Wimbledon. Yeah, I don't know. Chicken does no sports. ESPN Radio. Back to this though. I hate this. Yeah. I hate this. The, the officiating is a part of the game. I agree. And and I think that's part of the nuance of what makes baseball beautiful. When the umpire is calling the low and outside strike, that influences the game because now it's on the catcher to call that pitch. It's on the pitcher to hit his spot. Like I used to umpire behind the plate a lot, and I, you know I would make a concerted decision based on all of the different things of what the strike zone is going to be that given day. You try to make it as consistent as possible, but I always had a bigger strike zone than most because I'm umpiring youth baseball. I want them to try to swing away. I want them to try to, you know, play baseball. And, uh, so, you know, when a kid is hitting, when a kid, when you also, it's part of the feel of the game with the pitcher and the catcher too. Right. When the catcher is setting up right outside, if that kid's hitting his spot, I'm going to give him that strike all day. It's just like with the pros. It's a real. I, I, so like this is so stupid because so now stupid. we're, we're going to eliminate such a huge part of the game. Yeah. Fair foul calls. Okay, I get it. Because if it's roped down the left field line and the umpire misses it by a millimeter, that's a hit. For a guy who doesn't like to watch baseball, you sure know a lot about baseball. Oh, I know more about baseball than anything. Yeah. I know. I, this is my endless Nuanas now quest <laughs> is to get people to text me or tell me why I should be back into it. Oh. Well, all of my sports knowledge is originated from baseball. I wrote a whole entire. I, tr- I wrote a, my senior paper in high school on the history of baseball. Then why don't you like it? Because Watching they broke it. my heart. Oh, I'm sorry. They all did roids, and then they yeah. all. And but I didn't care. They did roids. I liked it. Then it all. But it just it made the game so homogenized. And now it's just not the same sport. Yeah. Now when you watch baseball, everybody looks exactly the same. And that's what they're risking here now, too. Now you're well, going to have these exact know, same umpires, is, too. Right. This is not... I don't like this one. Like, bit. the brilliance of the game is all the weird guys with their weird swings and their weird pitching and all that stuff. And everybody, when, before they could watch each other on video, everybody looked different. It was just how good you were. It didn't matter, like, your mechanics and all this weird stuff. You could hit the ball. You could hit the ball. Like, well, Ty Cobb has a weird swing. He's the greatest hitter of all time. You know what I mean? Should we write a letter? <laughs> I don't know if we're going to make any difference. <laughs> hey, we can, one person can make a difference. Uh, see, that's the part that I battle with every day. This world we live in, I don't think anybody makes a difference ever. Oh my Unfortunately. God. That's why we're here I'm making a fun. difference. You're making me more, uh, more cheery and happy. See? Chicken Does No Sports, ESPN Radio, presented by Buff City Soap. This is a great segue because speaking of baseball, yeah. Buff City Soap gave me a 10 bath bombs that look like baseballs. Missoula Mavs. To give away with our Paddleheads tickets. So tune in to any of our stations. We will get those rolling. They are so 
cute. Yep. They're just like little baseballs that you plop in your bath and relax. Um, and Buff City Soap yesterday gave me some of their laundry soap that seriously gets the stank out. Nice. My stinky kids this summer who are just outside running around and coming in, like I said, covered in dirt and fireworks and all the things, campfire smell, all the stuff. I did a load of laundry yesterday and I could not believe how well it worked. And it's all natural, only a couple ingredients. Um, and they can add scents, whatever scent you want. I chose cotton, fresh cotton to make it, you know, nice. smell like t-shirts or whatever. Um, but they have such great stuff. I also had those bath bombs in my car. I left them in my car last night. I got in this morning and my car smells like coconuts and I don't know what, and it's glorious. So if you don't want to use the bath bombs, you can leave them in your car for a car <laughs> air freshener. Car air freshener. Buff City Soap over there in the Northgate Plaza. Go check them out. They also have been, from time to time, giving some money back to the Missoula Mavericks organization as well as they did last week, too. So uh, the uh, baseball bath bombs contributing to a good cause. Yep. Thanks to Buff City Soap for their continued sponsorship of the Chicka Doesn't Know Sports. More on an elongated Chicka Doesn't Know Sports right here on 1029 ESPN Radio. Keep it right here. Nuana's now ESPN Missoula. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. More from this week's Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports segment with our great friend Carolyn, presented by Buff City Soap. What else you got? All right, last story of the day. This is one you sent me this morning that I had planned on talking about. It's um, Brittany Griner. Yep. From the, uh, she was playing basketball over in Russia. Brittany Griner, sure. Okay, Brittany Griner um, pleaded guilty to drug charges. She had a vape pen or something when she was trying to leave the country. Yeah, this is the end of what has been... Perhaps the most egregiously undercovered story involving a professional athlete uh, in the world this year. And I think it says an unbelievable amount about us as a country and as sports fans, and not in a good way. Brittany Griner is one of the most prominent women's basketball players that's ever lived. So- she, she was a unbelievable player at Baylor. Brittany Griner is one of the great players in the... She's a two-time Olympic medalist, gold medalist. She she should be one of the biggest female stars in the world, but she's not. The, the One of the main struggles of the WNBA is who their stars are and who their stars aren't. 
there is no reason why college women's basketball should be more popular than the WNBA, but it's wildly more popular. And part of it is because I think that the American viewing public has a much harder time. The WNBA seems like a freak show rather than a display of wonderful athleticism because it's a whole bunch of women that are so... Not feminine. Not feminine. Right. Unusually big and strong and competitive and mean. And, you know, it's not the dainty little girl. You can talk yourself into the tennis star being a princess as well. Sure. Brittany Griner is going to crush you. She's going to kill you on the basketball court. I just, it's, I guess I, my brother and I were talking about this, like the comparable, like this would be like if Joel Embiid or like Giannis Antetokounmpo was just in prison for smoking weed. Like, right. But no one was talking about it. How? Well, people are talking about it. A little it. bit, I, I but don't, I just I feel just, like, I feel like it would be an international incident in which the American government was, was stepping in. Like if LeBron James was in jail in Russia, that would be like right. headline news. Yeah. The sad, there's so much that's sort of sad about this is that she was trying to escape Russia when the whole Ukraine-Russia thing went down. So she was trying to leave the country as mm-hmm. many athletes were. Yep. She says in her court proceeding that she was quickly packing. She did not mean to throw whatever vape pen in there she did. It was She didn't mean to commit a crime. Um, I don't know. I mean, I personally, if I was in another country, I wouldn't have an illegal substance because I don't want to be stuck in their jail sure. for 10 years. Right. And um, I think I'd be a pretty hot commodity in jail. So <laughs> I feel like I don't want to risk that. Um, but... There's Americans, there was an American veteran detained in Russia for three years. Yeah. I mean, this could go on, especially with this war going on. I know Biden and um, Harris have tried to step in and tried to get help, but I feel like she's going to be used as a pawn in trying to have the U.S. back Russia or something, you know, in this war. I just, I feel like oh, it couldn't be worse timing. And I, I'm worried that they're going to use her as bait of some sort. Yeah, it's a, it's a not good situation. Yeah. But hopefully, I mean, they're still working to try and get her out, and we'll yeah. see what happens. And it's, hopefully she'll be back on the court and probably never go to Russia again and la- probably never smoke weed again. Last summer, Kate Fagan, who used to be a colleague of mine, she wrote an article for Sports Illustrated all about the 25th anniversary of the WNBA. And it's a phenomenal article. It's, it's, it's one of the most... Uh, it's the article, one of the articles that resonated with me the most that I've read in that magazine in the last couple of years. And she talks all about the reasons why the WNBA has not become household popular like so many other sports. Especially, you'd think now in this time, like since the last Women's World Cup, this has been a, an unbelievable time for the progress of women's sports. Women's sports have made a lot of progress over the 50 year history of Title IX, but it's really been an explosion since the U.S. national team. But the WNBA is is the one thing that has seen no surge whatsoever. Right. And part of it is because of stuff like this. But she, one of the great lines in that story is that Brittany Griner is most well known for being the first woman to dunk in a college basketball game. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. But also how silly that is because dunking is not that impressive compared to what all, you know what I mean? It is for women. Yeah, kind of. But that's that's the whole thing is that if we only consider this thing that a woman, only one woman can do that all men can do, we're demeaning the sport because they can do so many other things as well or better than men. And like, we're only focusing like on this clean? one thing. Is that no, what you're saying? Within the scope of basketball. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
and it's 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 just so revealing to what the. I state mean, of I the think WWE it's cool that is. she's the first woman. To I do dunk. too. I also just think it's silly that that's the only oh. thing she's known for, right? Yeah. Here's what I would do if I was a WNBA player. <coughs> I would make myself super hot and put on makeup and wear cute dresses and try and get like that influencer money. Yeah, I mean. I just don't, you know what else I would do? I would try and get a sponsorship with Easy Spirit. Do you remember? Looks like a pump, feels like a sneaker. <laughs> no. You don't remember those commercials? I don't remember those no, at I'll all. post it on my Insta. Hmm. It, that was like the old, um, they'd have women playing basketball in Easy Spirit pumps. Hmm. You can cut that. Really <laughs> uh, it's an age old problem for sure. You know, I, and uh, again, I think it's uh, revelatory about America more than anything else. Well, I just the, hope the lead, the lead of this story is unforgettable, and I I, I reemphasize it on the show all the time because I think that there's a whole bunch of jabronis out there that think that this is true. But the lead is Kate Fagan at a dinner party with a bunch of men, and they're all talking about how they couldn't believe that she covers the WNBA because they could just get five guys off the street that could go beat a WNBA team. Whoa! And I think that a vast majority of men think that, like yeah. they think they could get their city league team to go play and they could beat the WNBA. There's teams. no way. There's no way. No. This was a debate on Twitter recently. Guys, these girls would shoot you into oblivion. And that's just such a gross thing right. to say. Like, oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm so much bigger and stronger. Yeah, so first I'm a of all, guy. I first of all, that, that like kind of used to be true when the WNBA first started. Now it's not. Brittany Griner, 6'9", bro. She's going to stuff your shot yeah. all day. But also, I have grown to prefer women's basketball to men's basketball in a lot of ways at pretty much all levels besides the NBA. The NBA is just the top level of basketball on right. the earth. It has nothing to do with men or women. It just is. But like I prefer women's college basketball to men's college basketball a lot mm-hmm. because the execution, the spacing, like it's way... The, the biggest challenge the women faced in the origins of the NBA and the WNBA was that the game was played below the rim and the men's game was played above the rim. The women... The women's game didn't accept that at first. Once they accepted it, it became a fully different sport, and it's a better sport because it's all about skill and shooting. Yeah. So you have, like, 50 Steph Currys in the WNBA. And so that's why these guys that think they could beat these girls because they're just going to post them up and bully them in there. Nah, dude, these girls are going to run you ragged. They're going to run you off so many screens and shoot so many threes. I mean, See, we should have this happen. And watch they, well, these so so Rob, Robin Selvig told this story when... When Dahlberg Arena was first getting redone in uh, the late 1990s, the uh, Lady Grizz hosted a charity game at Sentinel High School where they played a bunch of the local media members and, like, business guys. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, some behind-the-scenes gambling on this and all this stuff. The Lady Grizz beat them by 47. <laughs> like, they ran them into the ground. They yeah. killed them. They, yeah. they doubled them up. And so, you know, he says it in his, like, sly way. Like, you know, I knew this was going to happen, and these guys just needed to take their medicine. But that's exactly what would happen if we had this happen again. I think we should make it happen. Sounds hilarious. It would be hilarious. Uh, Hopefully, Brittany Griner is not used as an international pawn. I hope not, but I'm worried that's what's going to happen. I think it's already happening. Yeah. All right. Chicken does no sports. Presented by Buff City Soap. Do this each week here on Nuanas. Now go follow the Chicka Doesn't Know Sports Instagram for all sorts of great content. Anything else? Yeah, I need on? to wish my friend Lauren a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lauren. 
That's all. Okay. She's a big fan. She and her husband, John, listen to us all the time. Well, happy birthday, Lauren. Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And you can find the Chicken Does No Sports next week, probably Tuesday, but we'll give you an update as the week progresses. In the meantime, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.